0: Hello and welcome back to the Lean In podcast. I know you thought it got deleted, cancelled, removed from the internet because we haven't we haven't chatted about anything since um, insert date here, Um, probably December or something, early December. Yeah, I think
1: uh, summer of nineteen thirty nine. I think that's that's probably ever since the war.
0: And we've just been cancelled No, uh, <laughs> welcome back uh, Ryan, how you been doing? I honestly haven't probably chatted to you much since then So how, how are you, how are you hang, hanging, bro?
1: Ah, uh, mate, honestly I'm super lazy I'm just so lazy right now I'm, like I just can't be bothered with a lot of things Right now Mainly because of I broke my arm And then I got COVID in the same period over holidays. So, uh, I just kind of <laughs> like, I just kind of chilled about with no intention of, uh, actually, I just couldn't do anything. So I just now have, uh, habits of just not doing anything. So, yeah, that's all. That's
0: quite a run you had of bad <laughs> luck, I'd say, over the <laughs> summer. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was hilarious. It was like a, um, it was like a slapstick comedy that just kept on like i just it felt like a like a like a studio uh studio laughing track was just happening constantly it's just like oh 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 yeah and i'm just like you know if you hear those
0: things that's like in your head and you hear the laugh track that's probably time to get that checked out you know like if you hear for real hear the laugh track in real life you should you should get that checked out
1: i don't care
0: (laughs) i've been lazy (laughs) as well but i have had no no reason to be (laughs) so (laughs) that's my story (laughs) is it
1: because of the laughing track but they're laughing at you yeah Mm. but i can't
0: hear it but yeah yeah um but yeah it's been nice to just relax a bit um take time off after uni you know and we've still got a month to go but i feel like i haven't done anything with the last two months without uni but look we're back making content so that's a win um what would you
1: summarize like how like what have you actually been doing if you could put Uh, it into a whole paragraph
0: That's a um, A whole I think I can put it into a sentence. Um, (laughs) Okay. A lot of YouTube. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm really, at the moment, hooked on uh, Anthony Padilla's YouTube channel. Um, He used to be on Smosh. Anthony from Smosh. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. After Smosh,
0: he's, like, been doing interview stuff, like, interviewing uh, interesting people and, like, yeah i kind of i i get a lot of creative inspiration from him because um, he he's really down to earth he's like emotionally there like the emotional intelligence to talk about tough stuff but stay professional yet comfort the guests and like i yeah it's good content if you haven't um seen his stuff you should check it out i also have been following the nfl playoffs and uh, my Ooh. bucks got knocked out so i don't care anymore so uh yeah <laughs> there's no like reason the to live story.
1: really I honestly, the, re- the years are
0: write off until the Bucks play again. So it's yeah, it's, no, uh, wow, um, yeah. So Ryan, I, I we always start the podcast with an interesting fact. What do you got for me today?
1: Well, I've got a double whammy here. Um, <laughs> double whammy, combo <laughs> combo. Um, so actually, <laughs> okay, all right. Hear this out. Yeah. So a a woman. Uh, was found to be breastfeeding her cat uh, on a delta Airlines flight <laughs> in America uh, just two days ago so okay there's two things here so one you can breastfeed a cat <laughs> that's that's a fact question mark and secondly what the hell? <laughs> Who? Why? How does that happen? How did we get to this point in existence when we can say, as a matter of fact, that a woman has breastfeed her cat while flying in midair?
0: i swear you make a mockery of this show every time you get the opportunity but i mean interesting i can we get in the comments do we have anyone who is an expert on biology specifically animal uh, or human biology on uh motherhood have we got any any chatters in the
1: chat on uh, uh <laughs> yeah let's get all the mums in the comments <laughs> can we would get all you the- breastfeed a cat yes yay or nay and
0: and can we get any cats in the chat who have been breastfed Can we?
1: if you're a cat make sure to subscribe put it put it in the comments down below yeah i've I've been breastfed you know
0: yeah if if you're a cool cat please subscribe um but yeah um okay (laughs) we're gonna move on from that swiftly i think (laughs) (laughs) um but uh (laughs) you always have the wacky stories that i'm just like what's going on in the mcu lately um so my news story is that uh simply the moon knight trailer came out and oh yes it's very 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 interesting looking show you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i'm very excited and i know nothing about the character and i've been like researching about moon knight and getting more excited the more i read things about the character Um, cool cool I'm down. I'm very excited. My fact is that Spider-Man: No Way Home just is about to pass 1.7 billion dollars at the box office. Um, <laughs> it's it's in, in the now in the top ten movies ever made um, by gross. So it's wow. still being beaten by the Avengers films and Titanic and Avatar and those kind of ones. Um, but yeah, maybe if it gets a little bit more drip from. Um, some markets... I don't know if it's coming out in China yet. I, I know there was a delay with China. Like, it wasn't coming out there yet. What? And China's a massive market, so, like...
1: Yeah, and they're super into Marvel over there, so... We're going to have to talk about No Way
0: Home on a different episode for, like, 12 hours. And it'll have to be, like, a sleep stream, where we talk for 12 hours, then sleep, and then um, <laughs> on stream. Like, we sleep on stream, and then we get up, and... Yeah. Yeah, so, that's actually... Right.
1: Like, I mean, not a bad idea. Like, I'll probably die. But, I was, like, that ma- That actually made, started to make me think, we should watch The Lord of the Rings Extended Edition and, like... React. And, yeah, yeah, the whole React thing. Even though that'd be a nightmare to edit.
0: Ah, um, uh, but it, you know what? If you believe, anything is possible. Yeah.
1: You like so right When here. you think about
0: it Yeah Like I, I believed that X spoiler happens in No Way Home And I was right Because I believed
1: Well I believe that a woman will breastfeed a cat in Moon. Knight. Okay, okay, okay let's move once. on
0: Let's move on from this um, We're going to today <laughs> talk about something fun um, We're going to talk about some politics in pop culture, Ryan
1: Ah, oh, a very light topic. Yes indeed. Let me just Are you mocking this... me
0: for saying before we were about to record this episode that I wanted to talk <laughs> about something light? And and this is not light.
1: Let me just drink from my lightly sparkling spring okay. water before we drink. Ryan water, and Joel Lean In this.
0: is sponsored by Mount Franklin sparkling water. Get yours today. Mm. No, we're not. We should we should wow. be. Reach out yeah. Mount Franklin
1: oh if you think about it we're like 70 percent water we're already sponsored sponsor oh, shut, like-
0: up. shut up dude! not sparkling
1: water sponsor <laughs> um, yeah, we've got like chemicals and stuff and- <laughs> you're so
0: you're so <laughs> you're so whack today um so yeah for politics i, I very quickly put some movie posters in uh the background behind us on the video stream for those listening uh, above me is a movie poster of my favourite movie Communism <laughs> um, straight up
1: just communism
0: yeah and above Ryan is his favourite film Ghostbusters 2016 women cast I, I see so. no
1: difference between the two really
0: <laughs> can I just just before we talk about politics the new Ghostbusters Afterlife is fantastic you should see I it. have yet to watch it you should see it. it's fantastic.
1: Okay, okay. I so
0: I feel like a good jumping-off point would be everyone's favorite pop culture politics: uh, Game of Thrones, mm. which is mm-hmm. um, you know it got a lot. It, I mean, the whole show is politics, but it you know there's a diff- there's different politics um, spread throughout the show. I guess you've got the very authoritarian um, like Daenerys's boys. Um, yeah, and, you know, yeah, her yeah. ruling style, you know, bend the knee or uh, Dracaris. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you think about that, Ryan? Is that, is that good?
1: or? Yeah, well, I think, you, <laughs> like, man, I think a lot of them leaned, like, a lot of the kingdoms lent more into the authoritarian. True, true, but, true. Um, She's just,
0: like, the very far end. Like, Daenerys yeah, yeah. is, like,
1: the far end. Okay, and then if we could think about the opposite end of Daenerys, who would that be?
0: Oh, and we should probably contextualise that, like, Daenerys at the end of the show. Because, like, when she kind of starts out, she's quite a, like, libertarian. And, you know, she's free and slaves and she's like, guys, everyone deserves to have an opportunity on the continent. Let's all be one people. And then she starts burning people with dragons, you know? So... Yeah. That was my favourite episode. um, Favourite moment. No, um... (laughs) who would be on the opposite I I don't know John would John be as far left as it goes
1: would it (laughs) well I guess maybe the end of the show where it gets like just pure democratic oh oh true no no you're right cringe quotes I think was like when oh I've forgotten his name the dwarf what's his name ah Tyrion yeah Tyrion he's like What if we constructed a democracy so that all peoples can have a say? You know, it's just like it was so offbeat and like it was just so did not fit the universe. Almost, it didn't feel right. I don't know. What? How did you feel about that? I feel like it was a good like
0: idea like a good value to put in a thing and go you know like, a, like like I think like Braveheart like we're you know we're murdering all these people but we're like we're, in the end it's about democracy boys and freedom and, and, and maybe yeah. if we the value I think I think it falls over just in how they executed it with the line I think the line ruins the whole like idea there like it, mm. it instead of having it a bit more like I don't know, a bit more nuanced. If they had had it a bit, like a discussion of maybe there shouldn't be a king, or you know, and you know, opening discussion and whatnot. But it was literally just a meeting where Tyrion was like, "Democracy,
1: manifest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I feel like again, the whole last season was rushed. So maybe, and it was there was meant to be what two or three more seasons so they could have actually spaced out like um like just the introduction of democracy because it just didn't feel Hmm. like you know where did this is a fictional world right and then Mm -hmm. and they're just they're so used to monarchs and kingdoms and all that stuff who who the hell would know what a democracy is really and and how could they immediately just facilitate
0: democracy like you're telling me no one would resist against like a democratic vote in the kingdoms like
1: yeah oh man and i feel like they'll just start another war and like the the sand people i forgot what they were um they would just come in and be like we don't want this democracy we want to be king you know yeah but they would be like (laughs) i like you know (laughs)
0: <laughs> what is with you and throat singing, dude? Nothing. Every, not everything's about June, bro. Yikes. <laughs> My favorite June is actually the one from the seventies. But as we move on, um, yeah. How about the ending? Uh, spoilers for Game of Thrones, but like, just having John go off with the wildlings and with no explanation or like, yeah. Like yeah. what? Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, I, and just yeah, and I guess he did want to say like I just want to, I don't want to rule, you know, I don't want to be a part of all that, but it didn't feel, uh, I don't know, tonally. As you're watching it, it just didn't feel right, you know. You're just Mm. like, oh, well, I'll say the the stuff that they really nailed down in the in the season though. Uh, I love that we just talked about so we're just talking about season eight now. Um, <laughs> I loved um, the production set. Like, to, they nailed everything with like the effects, and they, and even the soundtrack. I think you know really, uh, really made you. What like, Game of Thrones? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just it, well, it's a great soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, they what, what's his name?
0: Raman, Raman. J- 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 cancelled no um, Raman <laughs> Jawaji or something like him? that I, um, I listen to the his music from a bunch of stuff like I listen to occasionally his Westworld tracks like he's he's fantastic fantastic he composer
1: yeah he did Westworld I did not know that, that Westworld is a good show too so oh,
0: I'm only like a season in
1: um mm. but politics wise
0: I guess yes as well you've got um Oh, now exposed. Hashtag exposed. Um, Lannister. The Lannister house is probably yes. right on that kind of far right, very authoritarian, and we kind of go, oh, nothing will be as bad as the Lannisters. And then, you know, Daenerys is like, bet?
1: Mm, um, mm-hmm. Well, I actually wonder. Daenerys just kind of turned, like, fascist. It was, like, weirdly fascist. Like with no explanation
0: it would- it, 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 outside of like, oh, "Mad King," <laughs> Yeah, and then like,
1: <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the, um, lot of the kingdoms are so used to authoritarian stuff, even up in the north with the Boltons for a bit there. Um, oh, the Boltons. Was, yeah, that was that was more. I guess there was just more tyrannies and more, uh, author- authoritative stuff. I guess the most left thing you could think was that church that was being built. Remember, in season six, <laughs> is that with the was
0: like the, the the really like charismatic priest? That one that yeah, was like yeah, yeah. shame. Um, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. The Starks were probably like pretty similar. In terms of politics like they were like yeah we'll respect the crown and whatnot but this you know up north is our business and you know we'll we'll look out for ourselves and and yeah. I, I think that's kind of like the moderate politics um, in Game of Thrones is like the Starks and just being like yeah go monarchy but
1: when do you think the, monarchy do you think ain't involved Switzerland do you think they were the Switzerland of, of the, oh, of of the world there of Westeros now
0: wouldn't this switzerland be like the um like the may what's the mage city called
1: oh yeah yeah, you know yeah Where yeah, sam
0: yeah. goes and it's like they don't give an absolute poo about politics <laughs> <laughs> they're just like True. oh so someone got killed let me add that to the archives <laughs>
1: and what about what about the wall how they
0: operate oh. And that's like that's the interesting thing about Game of Thrones with politics, right? Because the Wall and the Night's Watch are very much like, I mean, if you were like talking about communism, they would be like the proletariat, like the working class, like everything in Westeros. All of the poo they fling at the Night's Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So.
1: They're, trying. like, the downtrodden, like... They're the Australia of Westeros. <laughs> it's it's true! We got, like, a couple hundred years back, we just got all the poo of everybody else's countries. Mainly mm. the UK.
0: Yeah, we were, like, the... Yeah, our colonial and and otherwise history is, like, pretty fresh with, like... Look, we don't have just we don't have a good story, overall. No.
1: <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, who does? Mm. It does make me think. I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I, I think George uh, Martin based a lot of the kingdoms off of real world kingdoms that have existed, or were existing, or are existing. So. Um. Mm-hmm. What what do you uh do you think he's trying to send a message there? Do you think there's like a sense of like um hey, there's actual like power. There's a you know, it's not like power doesn't exist um in the world. Uh, this this is just my my sort of thoughts of like hey, you got to be aware of those power balances, like how far mm-hmm. can you tip the scale, you know?
0: And, like, I guess he's making a point there, too, about how futile the pursuit of power is, like, with the Mm. ending... uh, You know, not that he wrote the ending of the show,
1: but
0: it was kind of going that way, like, regardless of if he had input or not. Yeah, definitely... I mean, he's, he's making points about that, but as you say, like, most of his i mean you can clearly see he's basing at least the continent off of westeros off um england like it's it's like yeah yeah. hadrian's wall essentially essentially with the the wildlings in the north instead of the like (laughs) the vikings and other you know tribes and whatnot um, and I mean, as well, he's based the. Um, I'm a big Shakespeare fan. Um, the King Ed. Uh, wow, King Richard the Third play is about the real life families of the Lancar, the Lancasters instead of the Lannisters, and cool, the. Cool. What's the other one? Ah, oh, it's gonna kill me. The Lancasters and the. The Yorks, which he calls the Starks in Game of Thrones, so he's using little bits of. But that's what all creators do, you know. You, you, the, yeah, yeah, the wheel's been invented. You can't, you know, go back and um, <laughs> completely it. create a fresh story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Toshiba announces Wheel 2.0. <laughs> and it's just a triangle. EA.
0: Microtransactions to unlock more of the triangle. <laughs>
1: yeah, to make your character do the default dance from Fortnite in real life.
0: Ah, the floss.
1: Yeah, I, that's
0: not the floss, but I, I just wanted to show you how inept I am at dancing. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about we move on to another one? Uh, what, what's a what about June Run? Politics of June. Ooh,
1: I haven't read the book, and I have books. Books are terrible and suck oh well wait okay wait, real sidestep do you actually not like reading books because I actually would rather
0: like, like put stuff in my eye than than read a book
1: dude I'm telling you I'm like I thought I did too but then once you start getting into some stuff it's just like it's a whole new world, you know? Um, nah, I'm good. Um, what about, what about June? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, June politics though. Um, yeah, like lots of, it's pretty much like a, you know, the old sort of feudal sort of systems don't go away or the, Mm. I guess power and stuff. Um, still doesn't go away it's just to a much larger extent it's just space space game of thrones essentially um (laughs) star wars i think the difference the difference between those two is that there's like they focus more on technology technology is power Mm. there but Mm -hmm. it's, it's and you know the spice is that technology that that keeps uh keeps the fuel of humanity across the galaxy running and everybody wants it um is that
0: like is that like a motif on coal
1: (laughs) no legit like oh are you actually what what do you mean by that like
0: the resource that decides politics and it it yeah. runs the world, and it, you know, it, or, or other minerals as well. Or I just call it minerals as well. I guess June is quite ahead of its time for when it was written. For like, it's very about colonialism, and as you said, it's like the perpetual um, cycle that we get to see with the um, uh, the, the House of Oscar oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Isaac. <laughs> Moon night um, <laughs> Moon Knight. Um his house like takes over the planet and it's and it's like
1: it starts with a like, something Arac- Arrakis. Is it Arrakis?
0: Yeah, that's no that's the planet. Arrakis is the planet, but it is house Atra- Atreides. House Atreides, Atreides and House yes. House um Oscar. Isaac. But they t- as you <laughs> say they like take over the planet to colonize it but there's already a history of colonization there, and it's like this perpetual greater power beats up on the littler power, um, regardless yeah. of the value. It's a very when you think about it, June is very anti-colonialism, like with oh, the yeah, yeah. They're not and, respecting the uh, what do you call them? What's the what's the tribes in June
1: called? Uh, the the thingy the, the the Zendayas the Zendayas of the. The Sand planet, the
0: sand. Um, Saudi Arabia. Tuscan Raiders. Oh, Tuscan oh, Raiders oh. of Arabia. And yeah, like the the invaders <laughs> don't recognise the technological and otherwise resource and intellectual resources of the you know native um, peoples, and it's like a, a a story on trying to bridge the cultural gap and I think you know if you if this was a real story like real history I think Oscar Isaac's family did a pretty good job of going hey we are here to take the spice but like let's create an agreement between our, our peoples and let's let's try to understand from each other what mm-hmm. our values are what our goals are and then let's work towards you know some kind of mutual understanding
1: right? yeah yeah and i think to just to add to that um i think the author of the original book want yeah just maybe wanted to convey the message that like you know just because a government exists and is powerful doesn't mean that they're all good um Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah they might look out for you in safety and in supplying you food and everything but ultimately they have their own goals um separate from your own and uh and yeah i think that's that really kind of hits home when you know of course, of course there's a betrayal and the and the the king is which we don't see by the way which is i find interesting that we don't see this unknown power that directs this like sort of like oh yeah yeah, yeah. take the planet take the planet but then i'm just gonna backstab you later we don't get to see the actual dude. We don't meet the emperor, do we? No, we met the we met the leader of another house that just wanted to that mm. originally owned it. Yeah,
0: but it'll be like you know, um, Empire Strikes Back, where it's like we've heard about the emperor for all this time, and then it'll be like, you it, you it yeah so yeah. Really good. yeah. Why you do your venom? no way home politics no um, I think I think that interesting point about the like a lot of movies with strong political um, bases are, are, are kind of bringing the audience towards this realisation of just be conscious you know we're not telling you all po- leaders are bad and and or you know ignore politics because it's useless or whatever like I think look at like something like The Matrix right which you would not really associate politics with or any real values coming out of it. You know, it's it's a bit of an action sci-fi flick. But that idea of, hey, do you want to go back to your boring life and pretend nothing affects you and not see the bigger picture like most of us do with politics? Or do you want to take this pill? and become conscious and, and see behind things and understand motivations and, 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 you know, be a bit more cynical and, you know... And, WAKE UP! And Keanu yeah. Reeves is the sexiest man on the planet.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm Yes. I agree. Um. And, yeah, even, just to add to that, like, as I was... Mm. As you were saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, and it makes sense when, when they played... Uh, Rage Against the Machine at the end, and the machine <laughs> like, if you know the band, they're super political. They're always against the government, um, and the machine, Rage, against the machine. The machine being um, the government or the political system that's currently around, and um, they play a song that's super political, and it's just telling people to like, hey, like it doesn't matter that you're gonna look like an idiot. Um, you gotta be aware of like where you're living and you gotta be aware of like the people that are running it Um, and you know wake up wake up and you know they get really aggressive about it Um, and just politics in general being covered in media I can think of you know I actually really enjoyed it in the prequels of Star Wars those are actually pretty good like to explain the at least the American um uh republic and how they operate,
0: and with I, I guess a, a warning in the prequels as well about you know leaders that we've seen throughout history the Hitlers, the Stalins they start as just you know a, a chancellor, you know, they start as this, you know, oh, and we're in a democracy, you know. I guess those movies as well are highlighting like be vigilant guys we can't let people who have bad motivations work their way up through the ranks because
1: they'll be like do it yeah I'll give me power <laughs> and then it's over so yeah yeah the prequels like, were good yeah and just sort of like like remember when like Joel and I were in modern history together and um, we learned about you know the the Weimar Republic and I have the Weimar um, Republic. Yes. And yes. How, and how um you know Hitler rose to power democratically. He did it through the to through the system that we have now. You know. Um Yeah, they they and, gave him the keys to the democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so I think a lot of media since then it seems like they've you know we've really try to like analyze or at least get to know the system that we're in, um, in an open dialogue so that Mm -hmm. we can maybe not make the same mistake before as before.
0: But then again, you know, we,
1: as we say, history
0: repeats itself and, you know, there's a lot of connections people can draw between, um, past historical figures and what they've done and people like Trump or, you know, leaders like that, um, I guess what a lot of these pop culture things are saying is like, be be conscious, be active. It doesn't mean, being political doesn't mean going to your rally each week. It doesn't mean um, being on the subreddit uh, 14 hours a day. You know, It just means being conscious, having a thought, thinking past what the media says, thinking past what leaders say thinking about realities, thinking about inner motivations and just being a bit more active. But that point you said about music, I think is really interesting because when you said that, I'm not super familiar with that band, but a very similar band, I would say in terms of its political activity is Green Day. Have you listened to much oh, Green yeah. Day?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, so I mean, much political like content. Really? I didn't... I mean, of course I've got... Um, I walk a lonely road... The only one that yeah, that one's not super run. political.
0: But like yeah. um, uh, Holiday by Green Day is very political. 21 is it- Guns is very political. The one I thought was interesting was Wake Me Up When September Ends, which is one of my favorite Green Day songs ever and still a song I put on a playlist today. Yeah, That song isn't super political. Like it's sad and it's about loss. and But the music video is about a young guy marrying a girl going off to war and that like it's a very political anti-war stance even though the song's got nothing to do with politics or anything like that and it's interesting how they can do that but let me read you the lyrics of uh, The Bridge of Holiday as a, a, a modern history student Ryan I think you might find this quite interesting i the... it Okay, so this is the bridge, right? So it's just come off um, the chorus. I beg to dream and differ from the hollow lies. This is the dawning of the rest of our lives on holiday. Hey! Goes into the bridge, which is zig hail to the president gas man. Bombs away is your punishment. Pulverise the Eiffel Towers who criticise your government. Bang, bang goes the broken glass. And kill all the bleep that don't agree. Trials by fire setting fire is not a way that's meant for me. Very Wow. Very Nazi Germany there, boys. Um, I didn't know that. But the whole song is... Um, Anti-war and anti-a authoritarian government telling its citizens uh, where and, and restricting liberties—that kind of idea. So when you were talking about um, the other band, sorry, what was the other band? Race, Rage Against Rage. the Machine.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it, music. I think sometimes we forget how influential that can be politically.
1: Hmm. And all right. Do you remember, like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get into like, mad controversial topics here, but <laughs> I just remember watching a video of, um, this is when the Black Lives Matter uh, rallies were going on, mm-hmm. in America, and I just, you know, I would just watch a couple of videos, um, of what it looked like over there, and in a lot of them, I saw and heard like music being played like somebody would bring just like a pair of bluetooth speakers or something or like a big big you know Mm -hmm. boom box or something and they'll play like pretty political sort of songs and you know blast them at the police and you know trying to get a message across or um yeah i just that's just a little like thing i wanted to add because um it seems like art all art um is so reflective it's just a mirror that we hold up to ourselves pretty much um and in- including our political systems and including like the messages that are actually inherent in in things um mm-hmm. that just a little i'm not saying that's absolute truth, but uh it does certainly seem to be correlated
0: it's definitely arts. Definitely, I definitely agree. Arts definitely one way in to being political or, or thinking politically or or conveying a message. Or, um, I mean, we could talk for hours about how valid an artist's political stance is. As yeah. in, you know what, you know what I mean? Like as a taking a very technical stance on a technical issue, or you know, like how valid that is. But it's a expression right it's it's just like putting a tweet on the internet or like it's interesting how 21st century politics looks like it does it looks like making a song it looks like uh more active protests um Mm, hopefully mm -hmm. peacefully um it looks like as as we said like creation of um different types of media um and and the thing as well is like we're talking about politics in pop culture but it's like politics outside pop culture too and just normal culture this it's so digestible these days there's shows like the project there's there's youtube political shows there's lots of podcasts out there like it's very accessible
1: Mm, and uh and there's a i think there's a caveat to that though that I think we're overloaded with too many ideas. Um, And it almost sounds rashes to say that. I'm not meaning it in that way. Like, all right, we're going to burn all that books. Too many democratic
0: ideas, boys. Let's (laughs) Let's burn all our
1: books. (laughs) Like, you know, free exchange of ideas, awesome. I think just the Mm -hmm. internet has propelled us. We wouldn't have been able to, like, you know, be aware of even like, all right, so I'm going to... My identity is an anarcho-communist, postmodern thing, and Gross. I'll get, and then I'll just get like, oh yeah, yuck, um, and then I'll just get like, if if you're into that, you'll start looking up stuff up about that, and mm. then you, it'll just keep you in that echo chamber of like, bam, bam, bam. If you know, Facebook and Instagram are pretty um, dogmatic on that, and um mm. even though they've tried to update it and tried to get rid of it you know I still see I think you know I still see people going into all of that stuff and um and then you get I think your brain just gets to a point of like man what the heck is truth then there's so many viewpoints mm. and they all seem equally valid um you know i <laughs> let seeming uh equally what? valid
0: yeah it's like things seem more right but it's like as you say like as good as it is that there's more information that means more false information
1: yeah yeah and I'm no expert on it I've just I'm just I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. I'm just explaining from my experiences of like just the confusion hey like just the confusion of like okay okay there's that Ben Shapiro guy is saying stuff about that yeah i get his viewpoints and then some i don't know uh uh what, what's her name uh, there's a chick on youtube she's super contra points is making a oh Greta she's Thundberg. Making, yeah Greta Thundberg. yeah she's making you know everybody's making these really valid points and you're like yeah, yeah 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 i agree to that too yeah i agree to that too and i don't know where to go from here you know well
0: that's where I, I wish more people would be i'm in that space too where it's like it, that i really like what you're saying about the echo chamber like i i think most people spend too much time on the one youtube channel political mm. youtube channel or the one newspaper or the the one oh just the just the project um and, and It would be great if more people were doing that kind of thing of going, here's A, here's B and here's C and I like some of this one and more of that one but I really don't like that one. But you get more of a like, oh, they're not all wrong and they're not all right. Wow, what a surprise. They're opinions. But yeah, it's it's sad when we see people get too locked
1: into um, one space, right? One Mm. idea void. Uh, and that's what like that's what i've been in before and it's Mm. we all have yeah and it's i think there's a certain confidence that you gain from it uh you, you know it's like oh okay all those people are bad okay cool and i'm in the good group okay cool and you know that can that might be because of my own ego or you know other reasons or just sort of groupthink. Uh, and mm-hmm. you just unknowingly, you know, just like blah, 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 unaware of what you're falling into. And, um, and then it's only when you actually go out into the world, I think, and actually just step away from all the computers and step away from all the, you know, all the social media and stuff and actually just try to witness the world and try to see, like, you know, you're not trying to find this ultimate truth, but, you know, you're, you're making a good start and
0: take your own like opinion right like make your own experience the thing and 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 then listen to as many things as you like sure to help you kind of you know chip away at what you think but yeah i guess the the message is like as political as things can be in pop culture just keep your eyes open of you know what's the motivation there to you know is it you know um i I mean i don't know okay that's cancelled but uh, is it which way is it like this Ghostbusters poster up here is is the thing itself started with the political thing like Ghostbusters Mm. does of why don't we do an all-female cast uh, which itself isn't a bad thing Mm -hmm. but the politics became more important than making the thing good
1: yeah yeah and that's and you're not actually making art there you know it's you're not you're not really getting down to it like um what was it is it hell's angels what was that was it that movie hell's angels right with uh no the girl from twilight and they're like Super bad, bad oh, ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah Char-
0: Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. So Charlie's Angels is just like Ghostbusters. It's a remake. So yeah. Charlie's Angels was great, fantastic, mm-hmm. all female like action thing. But once you go, hey, let's let's make something edgy here, boys, and mm. <laughs> start with that, and then go. <laughs> we don't need a script, boys. We don't need a script, boys.
1: Yeah, yeah. The director has gone on record to say. That like the reason why her movie flopped was because, uh, was because of men and, uh, the ongoing sexism and it uh, it just, I just, I don't, I don't get that. Like, okay, let's think of like positive, positive, like, I I can actually, Ray, Ray from Force Awakens at least, um, Mm -hmm. Katniss from the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, these are popular, very popular movies. Daenerys, Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. You know, popular female characters. And they still succeeded because they... It's not like they... Because I, oh, I think I remember watching the trailer for it. Or a couple of scenes for, for that movie. And it was like... It was like, oh... It was like trying to shove this whole viewpoint down your throat, right? Where it was like, mm. oh, you know, we've we've been, you know, oh, you're not used to having a woman, you know, dominate you that way, you know, or that sort of thing, and it just, I don't know. Mm. It's so, it was more it's of like, so, like tone deaf, hey? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't wasn't art, whereas, oh, even um, in Lord of the Rings too, like Eowyn... You know, she, that's a, that's a positive, you know, she's actually, um, she was actually going, um, against the social norm of her fictional world time and trying to get into the army there, into the Rohirrim, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't her main, that wasn't just her character, it was so much more nuanced and so much more like she's an actual person, instead of just like a political mouthpiece. That and that was ahead
0: sense. of its time for a female character and like The Lord of the rings are pretty old. Like that's mm. early 2000s, right? So it's like, you know, there's not a lot of those those characters we were saying about Katniss and Daenerys and stuff. That's a decade later or over a decade later. Um, mm. So it's pretty ahead of its time. The other one I, I think of all the time is um, Ripley from Alien. Like Sigourney oh, yeah, Weaver. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Lead mm. g- female character very long ago um, and mm. a beloved movie. But that thing you were saying about the, what the reaction was from the director that it must have been a misogyny in society that made that movie not do well. And it's like, look, my perspective is that the people that weren't going to see your movie because it was girls on screen, they weren't going to see your movie anyway, regardless of how good or bad it was they weren't going to see yeah. your movie. Most people, the average joe's, we're going in going I just hope they make a good Ghostbusters movie, boys. And <laughs> yeah, once you yeah. <laughs> and and then when it wasn't that, what a surprise that we all hated it. It's not cuz the cast is full women. It's because the movie's bad. And yeah. it's the same thing I think we're seeing with the movies like Ocean's 8 and like these full female casts. Get a good scriptwriter, get a good director, and then having a female cast—it'll actually be a celebration because the movie's good and there's a female cast. Like, it doesn't—it mm. doesn't just tick box that our oh, movie will be successful, and if it's not, misogyny.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'd like to see if a if a movie can be made where it's like it's like they just have all female cast, but they don't acknowledge it. You know, that they, they don't like. Shining neon lights. Look! Look! We've got all women playing all the characters. What? (laughs) Look what we got, guys. Look at it. Look at this. Whoa! You know, and said that they just, like, focus on, like, uh, telling a good story. And, uh, you know, actually touch and getting in touch with people's emotions. (laughs) Instead of just, like, meh, meh, meh,
0: meh. And you think as well, like, I I can't stop banging on ghostbusters it's so bad but <laughs> it, as in ghostbusters 2016 yeah, yeah um yeah. but like a movie that sure having a full female cast or having lead female characters is what we need for the industry is fantastic mm-hmm. but shouldn't you be breaking down stereotypes instead of like enhancing them the movie has four females who are not like and this isn't my opinion of their appearance or their you know the movie's yeah. written this way that they're supposed to be this a little bit like nerdy or fumbling you know not and oh chris hemsworth oh hot guy oh he's hot and nerdy and dumb oh my goodness we all we all chase <laughs> after chris hemsworth and it's like your movie is like enforcing stereotypes about women like it's, yeah mm.
1: yeah and um you call me a sexist, but I think my favorite part of that film was Chris Hemsworth's character. He actually made like his his delivery on on just comedic timing and everything. I was like, oh, hey, that that's good. And um, and there yeah, there were still like some funny parts of the other cast, but um, yeah, like I genuinely found that funny, like his character funny, um. Because it was like slapstick comedy, like the, yeah.
0: most people are gonna find slapstick funny. I find Kristen Wiig really hard to, like, digest. Like as a comedian, yeah. I, her yeah. style is very not much, not mine. Melissa McCarthy's funny fifty percent of the time, like really mm-hmm. funny, like really, really funny. So sure, mm-hmm. she was gonna be a hit in the movie regardless. But um, it's really hard to be funny and be a good movie when your script is poo. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like.
1: Yeah. And I reckon, ah. like, even if you're getting paid heaps, you probably have, in just in the back of your mind, like, mm, this is the worst script ever, you know? Like, <laughs> 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 oh, man. but then, like, on the outside, you're like, oh, best movie. I can't wait to be in it, you know? And you're just like, yeah, I'm getting paid for this stuff, at, you know? Um, I feel bad for actors and actresses in that
0: space mm. because you know when it's bad. Like, the actor, they must... Maybe not yeah. with a movie like Ghostbusters that was so hyped up, but, you know, sometimes you hear people go on the talk shows and go, like Jamie Foxx. I was watching Jamie Foxx on The Graham Norton Show and he his story was, blah, 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 I was doing this and then I went and did a bad movie and then I came back. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, that's
1: yeah, so it's, it,
0: it's funny how political pop culture can be, but that's pretty simply explained because mm. it is not just popular culture anymore it's part of our full you know it's such a big part of society we're streamers now uh, of content where we love to watch the project and we love to listen to our favorite podcasts and we popular culture now is so ingrained in us that it shouldn't really just be called popular culture as if it's like this sphere outside that we only we only touch it when we watch our Netflix show
1: it's like no it's always it's it's everyday yeah yeah and um <laughs> and I feel like everybody do you feel like that even politics has been streamlined or like you know narrowed down in a sense like it's just become very Fairly like digestible, you know. It just, I think, I mean, I, I wasn't alive 50 years ago, but like, <laughs> I'm gonna guess that people probably, you know, read up a little bit more on things, and they didn't just, there wasn't just quick segments on breakfast TV on, you know, with Karl Stefanovic just saying like, oh yep, yeah, and new prime minister, or like, oh yep, yeah, um, renewables are like. I don't know if we can trust them you know well
0: I've, I feel like it must have been newspapers and stuff right that was where you got your little you know your little yeah. bite but but these days it's like oh you get a Ben Shapiro TikTok or you get a, a clip on your Facebook feed from the last episode of the project or you or you get some one of your friends very passionately posting on Instagram about the big issues in the world or you know like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's it, technology is made every day a political space and you know your then decision is to either consume such content or not and mm. you know I assume a lot of people find it a bit overwhelming like I found um, through this last year um, the access to statistics and other information about COVID-19 quite overwhelming True. like how much True. there was and how like substantial stuff was Mm. As you as you said before, it's like it's positive and a negative with how accessible everything is.
1: Yeah, and um, it almost makes me think like it, it just reminds you that like with a lot of life, and as we progress more into this digital age and stuff, there's always going to be this double-edged sword with like everything new that we get, and yeah. like you know, you know boredom. ...was only invented in early 1900s. Like, the word. I think it was... Well, before
0: before then, you were working 16-hour days, so you didn't have a lot of time to be born.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And now it's, like, industrial era and, you know... Um, worker
0: rights now about how long we can work and when we can't be at work and how long you have to give a break between shifts and you know of course that's going to give us extra time to be on tiktok for our woke you know content so that's
1: right and that's that's what we live for really
0: that that's why i get up in the morning i (laughs) I actually i get up in the morning to watch uh ryan and joel lean in the number one (laughs) podcast on uh politics in pop culture
1: in the world globe yeah i'm pretty sure even like the new mars people that will be there they'll be listening Mm. to us in their own cryo chambers and and elon musk from his chamber of dark secrets well he listens to the podcast so i'm I'm just thinking mars is gonna have its old whole new politics soon in like five ten years it's gonna have its own thing
0: Hold on. Do you mean that it'll have its own politics after we colonise Mars? No.
1: (laughs) Oh, there's already. No. Oh, there's already aliens there. (laughs) Yeah, haven't you seen the
0: the 360p photos of the aliens on? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, me
1: too. Um, The glow. Oh, total
0: recoil.
1: Sure. Total, why did I say recoil? <laughs> recoil. Total recoil. Oh, that movie is a what documentary. My, I love it my gun totally recoils. It's just the best.
0: I hate you so much. No. <laughs> we might have to come back to this topic at a different point. It's a very interesting one um, and a, you know, one that is worth talking about. Like, it's not just, you know you know what's uh, what's this celebrity doing on
1: their lunch break you know like it's actually like <laughs> yeah. the substance yeah, in yeah. and i think i feel like we're only scratching the surface like i'm not a political mm. head myself like i, don't, Neither I can are. i can dance around some topics and uh, i kind of understand that but uh it's not like i've studied political science for 5 or 6 years you know
0: yeah i haven't no I mean, I'm a politics major in business, but I, I felt so out of, like, my comfort zone in politics classes because I was just sitting there like, I'm the only one in this room who thinks this about this topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see, I see. Fairly like, and, like, you didn't want to, like, if you voice your opinion, it would be like, you would just not have friends <laughs>
0: well that yeah it's like i i find it really hard to to um deal with the current political climate of like conversation that we can't have free and open conversations anymore because it's like you people you'll say something people will say things like okay boomer or like you know like meme you or hate yeah it's just shut down of alternative opinions and such but um Mm. Yeah, or it'd be like we'd be talking about something that everyone agrees on, and I'm like, why are you all being passionate about this? We all think that this should be. <laughs> why-, <laughs> why are we yelling at each other? And we
1: all think this. <laughs> wow, would it actually? Okay, I know we're getting like close to end time here, but like, would it actually get yeah, kind of heated in in that?
0: Oh yeah, 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 and and like back and forth of like, you know, my po- politics lecturer, bless him. His teaching style was to put up a very controversial topic and an introductory opinion and then like Homer Simpson meme into the hedge and then like (laughs) let
1: chaos go. (laughs) That reminds me of like, you know, I'll just say it. Like I remember in year five and year six, (laughs) um, there was a... um, a politics class, or just like a politics, like quick class. And I remember my teacher at the time was like, All right, we're going to do an impression of the parliament. So I want like half of you to sit over there, and half hmm. of you to sit over there. Mm-hmm. And then he said, All right, so now we're going to be talking about this topic. And it was something kind of like simple like, Can we have class outside, you know, outside in the sun? and then he went okay three two one let's do it and then all and then all of us i remember and I, even me we all went like no 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 i'm no, no! just yelling at each other and like <laughs> and then he was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> like calm down calm down like like, that's just how we viewed politics. We just saw it as like a bunch of old dudes just yelling at each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, saying so, politics is conflict instead of like mediation or you're like talking about If And I, it's, I mean, most kids are going to see clips of politicians yelling at each other and just think that that's what. And the same thing that concerns me is that they'll see, we'll see people having a disagreement over political things and getting violent or, or, or being, you know, saying bad things or like, I it's, it's I think it's a re- and we need to talk about this another time, but it's like a very bad climate, I think, for just good conversation mm-hmm. about political things. It's now a cancel culture. It's now a name and shame culture. It's a very different culture. And I think it's because of how accessible information is and how accessible and easy it is to share your opinion whether that's factually correct or not
1: yeah yeah and Mm. you know and then you just get a bunch of people that agree with that opinion too um Mm. and just be like and then share 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 and that's how misinformation starts so yeah we'll have to talk about that another time um it's been a very interesting episode Yes, yes, I've enjoyed myself quite a lot, and uh, thank you all for returning back and listening to the Lean In podcast today. Uh, we've had a little hiatus uh, due to other circumstances, but uh, thank you. And laziness oh, and just pure sheer laziness. Like, well, we won't beat around the bush. It's sheer laziness. Um, yeah. But we're we're upfront about it, and we are not naming and shaming each other. Um, no. and that's the most important thing it's a culture and of
0: love here boys
1: yeah um, love and power to everybody um, and hope you have a very good day